Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Boy, another beautiful day. Hope everybody doing well on this Last day of January. It is, uh, uh, I, feel, I feel a little different today, folks. I, I am a retiree. Golly, man. I mean, all that says is you're old, Bill. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, have, I have left jobs. I, and, and I'll admit, I mean, twice I have been let go. Uh, now, it wasn't for cause, thank goodness. There was nothing, nothing. It was like uh, one time was sort of a, a, well, both times have sort of been ownership changes. Um, but this is the, yeah, this is, this is the, it's like there's a lot of just finality when, okay, I've turned everything in, uh, turned in all the, the papers, the phone, the keys, the, company card, the whole deal. And yeah, I, I went to check, I went to check my university email just a little while ago and I couldn't, I couldn't access it. It was going to, it, it wanted to authenticate me by calling my office hmm. and I'm not in my office anymore. Hmm. So I had, I had to call IT and go, Hey, uh, what can we do about this? Because I know I'm still supposed to be able to get emails and the and, and here's one of the things, and my tickets are on that email too. Wow! You know that's that's where you 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 know here uh, here are your digital tickets. It's like oh, I need to be able to see those, but uh, but got that straightened out. So so yeah, uh, I I have retired from one part that's been a big part, uh, and now moving on. Don Coach Don Dunn here in the studio with me is Dan is on a road trip to. Uh, Louisiana and Mississippi for the rest of this week. They're, uh, they've got uh, uh, ULM. Uh, they're going to Monroe um, for a game tomorrow. And then this weekend, they play uh, Southern Miss. So it's Monroe to Hattiesburg. And I said, well, at least they're making the long trip first, and they'll be about halfway back. When they play there. So, uh, Coach Don, Don Dunn joining me here in the studio. Don, how are you doing today? Doing great, and congratulations. I know Thanks. it's an uh, exciting well, time, and uh, it'll be different. Oh, yeah. I think I'm, you'll I'm, enjoy I, Well, it. it feels different already. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like uh, I should be doing something right. else, or I right. feel I feel like am I, I'm cheating somebody or yeah. something. So, uh, so I, I, I don't know. But uh, I was going to say, now, you've – You've had a couple of jobs, right? Through <laughs> quite through, a through the years, quite a few. Only really have I been uh, let go uh, one time, and I guess it was here at Auburn. Uh, the other times, I always advanced 
what I felt like advancing that, up. That's really unusual yeah. for a coach, for, for someone who's been in the coaching years. profession yeah. for more than a couple of years. I guess I stayed ahead of the posse. As yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and I was very fortunate, very lucky. And to be here 10 years, I mean, I don't know if that'll ever be done again. And what a, what yeah, a great right. thing that was. And that's why I'm still in town. We love it here, and like we've talked before. So, well, there's so many there's so many people that come here, and even if they leave, they try to find their way back. Right, and uh, like like we talked, it's a great great place to raise a family. And I was fortunate enough to be here ten years and to keep our house. And my son graduated from Auburn High mm-hmm. and Auburn University, got his master's, and he wasn't going anywhere. So we let him stay in the house and. He didn't tear it up too bad. Oh, that's good. We had a few uh, ping pong balls we found around. I didn't know why. why he was yeah, where's the yeah. ping pong ball since we didn't have a table? table yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, well, that's college life. That's, yes, sir. That's, that's the way it is. Well, that's great. Well, yeah. great to have you in here. Thank great you. to have you, our listeners, with us. We've got Drew once again at the controls. Jason Caldwell uh, will be joining us on the phone here in just a little while. Uh, Jason has been down in Mobile with the uh, Senior Bowl. Is this turn? You, are you not hearing anything done? Uh, let's see if we can use the. See if we've got an adapter. Uh, we'll find. I'm one. good. I can hear uh, you. Yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, we we I'll, I'll we want to. We'll, we'll get this. We, we're having headphone problems with uh, with Don. My we'll, head's too big. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's it's the the jack into the uh, receiver sometimes. Uh, that there's a little bit of a connection problem. So we'll get that straight now. But like I was uh, saying, Jason has uh, been down in Mobile, uh, the Senior Bowl this week, and he's on his way back. He'll be checking in with us. We will uh, check in with him on the Drive Hotline here in just a few minutes. Speaking of the Drive Hotline, we'd love for you to join us. And uh, that number is 334-321-1390, the uh, Drive Hotline sponsored by Skybar. Or you can text us on the drive text box, and that is presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. That number is 334-564-1840. A big basketball game tonight. Auburn looking to get back on track after a couple of road losses as they host a Vanderbilt Commodores tonight over at Neville Arena. It's another one of those late games, an 8 o'clock tip from Neville Arena. And, uh, you know, we've been talking... Uh, a good bit about uh, just reminding folks that, look, it's not just Auburn. It is a struggle for most teams to go on the road. And then last night we saw what can happen if you don't play well at home against a quality team as South Carolina. And a lot of people have been doubting South Carolina all year long. I I heard multiple uh, hosts yesterday before the game uh, say, well, South Carolina is about, we're about to see the real South Carolina because they're going into Knoxville, and they may have beaten Kentucky, but that was in Columbia. Let's just wait and see what happens. Well, they go into Knoxville and beat Tennessee last night, and uh, I think that you, you have to you have to um, admit that they are legit now. I mean, they are 18-3, and three, the best record in the Southeastern Conference, now six and two in the league, and uh, I mean they're going to be a they're going to be a tough matchup for teams wherever they play them. I mean they're another team that is sort of reminiscent of uh, you know Mississippi State. They they're not the 
Um, they're not an explosive offensive team, but they really get after you defensively. So, um, so South Carolina with the big upset last night. We may have to move Don over to the other side of the room. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe that maybe that headset thing isn't working. Yeah, but. I- I'm sorry, but I watched that game, and I was very impressed with South Carolina. You know, I watched them beat Kentucky, like you said, at yeah. home. But uh, beating Tennessee, uh, and they, they, they led most of the game. They did. I mean, and it felt, you know, it was, it was not comfortable, but they had about a four, five, six-point lead, it seemed like, the whole way. And until uh, Dalton Connect just went insane at the end of the ball game. He had a couple of threes that were just ridiculous. That the last one, yeah. I mean, he is he's leaning forward. It's a 25-footer and and he drains it. I mean, he scored 10 points in the last 3 minutes himself. Yeah, he looked like he was playing horse. I mean, yeah, he was, it was just unbelievable. That ball. But what a what a find for them. Yeah, no kidding. From where Colorado or someplace? Yeah, uh, state. Yeah, I never uh, heard of the guy. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, he he is he has been a huge addition for them. Yeah, but he still didn't. It wasn't enough. Nope. Uh, and you really nope. had to credit South Carolina every time. I mean, Tennessee looked like all right. Here they go. They cut it to three or two, and the Gamecocks would be able to either get a bucket or draw a foul and hit their free throws. Yeah, and then North Carolina loses at Georgia Tech. Yep. Uh, now that one, I mean, we've seen so many top-ranked teams lose on the road, and that's the thing. I know Bruce was talking about this yesterday, that uh, he's trying to calm the fan base down. Yeah. That, that you know, it happens. It's tough. Yeah. It is tough going on the road against quality teams. And it's a long way, long season. And, yeah, we just got to be patient. And, uh, wow, what what a year if you're a basketball fan. Oh, yeah. But it'll make you nervous and, and, and tears your guts out. But it's that's the way it is. Oh, oh no question. The SEC, And the SEC is loaded. Ooh. Now, this Vandy team, remember, this Vandy team really played well against Auburn down the stretch in the second half uh, in Nashville just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, they're a young team that hey, that they got nothing to lose. I mean, they've lost every game they've played, uh, but they're I mean, so so they're not going to go out there and play tight. So Auburn needs to you know just get things back on track. Auburn has not shot the ball well lately, uh, but they're going to be the uh, larger team. They should be the more physical team. Auburn needs to dominate the backboards tonight. Yeah, got to rebound better. Got to shoot our threes better. Great thing about it, we're at home. Uh, the atmosphere will be electric. And if you look back, talking about Vandy, they they played tough at, with Tennessee last week. Yeah, they did until the end. Yeah, they led Tennessee at the half and played them played them very uh, very tough. So um, everybody's going to be tough that you play. Uh, Auburn right now, they just need to shake the cobwebs, get back on the right track because they've got a tough task coming up Saturday. They got to go over to Oxford. Of course, Ole Miss knocking off Mississippi State last night. Yeah, Ooh, man, what a what a league! And uh, like you said, every game's important, and anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Yeah, and we've seen now that it's not just um, just at their place too. I mean, right. so so uh, yeah, yeah, it should be should be a great crowd tonight over at Neville Arena, and you can hear all the action starting at seven thirty on uh, Wings ninety four three with the tip at 8 o'clock. All right, again, Jason Caldwell will be joining us. Uh, we'd love for you to join in as well. Again, the the uh, Drive Hotline presented by Skybar, 334-321-1390. We'll get Jason's thoughts on the, the football staff 
it appears that, all right, the staff is set for the start of spring, but uh, reports today that Jeremy Garrett uh, interviewing, I believe, with the Jaguars. Wow. For, uh, for, for an open D-line position. I did not hear that. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you just – You never know. You, you never know. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, that's something you just, you just have to be uh, aware of. Yes, it is with the Jaguars, according to uh, J.G. Tate of AuburnSports.com. Wow. That he will interview – or he did interview with them yesterday for uh, their defensive line coach spot. So, we'll talk to Jason about that, about the, uh, the additions uh, to the rest of the staff – and much more and get his thoughts on the Senior Bowl, Auburn's performers down there, as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. A beautiful day. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. It's one of those days where, uh, Don, you, <clears throat> you you step outside and it feels brisk. You get in your vehicle if it's been in the sun, and it's hot. Yeah, the sun uh, coming through that window. Oh, it, it's yeah. great. I mean, I don't know that there's a cloud in the sky. It's just absolutely beautiful. Yep. It's the kind of day that I, I said it on Monday, and it's carried through. I mean, it, man, it feels like spring. You, you're, I'm thinking baseball, and I mm-hmm. imagine you're thinking you know, spring football. Yeah. I mean – uh, it really feels great. You know that we're going to get another cold snap. The There's no question about I've it. The I've ever been is in spring football. <laughs> I mean, I froze to death some days. Well, that's because, right. you'd, yeah. because you'd think, I mean, mm. uh, it might be really pleasant in the middle of the day, but if there, if there aren't many clouds in the sky, when the sun starts to go down, it can, yep. it can drop 20 yep. degrees. Exactly. And like you said, uh, the baseball, I think the pitchers and catchers report, what, February 13th, 14th? In the majors, oh yeah, wow. and and right the fifth, the and and as a matter of fact, um, two weeks from from Friday is the first college game uh, here on the uh, the fifteenth. Wow. So, and and who better to bring in? I mean, he, it's not just baseball, but he is the guy. When I think uh, somebody following Auburn baseball, nobody does that better than our good friend Jason Caldwell from Auburn Undercover, who is on sixty five headed home. JC, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And, and Don, I know there's some spring, cold spring football days, but I, I don't know that anything matches that 2000 Iron Bowl with that sleet and uh, cold day in Tuscaloosa. That was probably the, that might be the coldest game I've ever encountered myself. Yeah, that was a cold one, and uh, thank goodness <laughs> we won. Yes, it, may, it would have been a lot colder. That made it a little better, but it was miserable. Jason, uh, a lot going on. I mean, it is it is a busy, busy time. We were talking – Obviously, big basketball game tonight is Auburn looking to bounce back after uh, road losses last week in Tuscaloosa and Starkville. Uh, I see where, you know, in the last 10 minutes, Auburn has officially uh, announced D.J. Durkin as defensive coordinator. So there's there's football news, we've got basketball, and as we said, um, baseball season is just around the corner. Yeah, no, yeah, a lot's going on, and uh, we were in – we're in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, and so I uh, had you know, four guys down there for the Senior Bowl. Got a chance to catch up with Heath Reese today, and we got some thoughts, even though it wasn't um, official in terms of a release. It right. was already official, and so we talked to, to Heath Freeze about DJ Durkin today and, and some of those things. So, yes, a, a whole lot going on. You're right, as, uh, as you head into uh, you know busy week that, you know, kind of getting close to the end of this 
this this busy visit period window for the coaches. They've been on the road, um, you know, visiting high schools and watching high school basketball games and watching prospects. And so it's been a the be the end of what's been a, a crazy couple of months for for these college coaches for sure. Well, let's start off talking about the the four players, uh, three uh, three secondary guys and uh, Marcus Harris there in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. How've they been doing? Yeah, um, I thought yesterday that you know all the guys had a good day. Uh, Marcus Harris, the guy that did this, he just works so hard and he's he's quick twitch, good hands, and um, you know a guy that you know you start thinking about ideal size and there's not an ideal size now. You talk about interior defensive linemen because you look at you know, some of the best of those guys are now guys that weigh 285, 290 pounds that are quick, can get upfield and, and create pressure, get penetration, all those things. Marcus is a little bit bigger than that, right around 300 pounds or so, but I still think he's going to be a guy that's probably a better fit for, for a team that might play more of a 4-3 style instead of that 3-4 where you're looking for a little bit more size. And He's not the long guy, and so um, it'll be the right fit for him, but man, when you watch him play, you you know, like that's a guy that's going to be able to help somebody. And so watching him has been was pretty good. DJ James just he just makes plays. Um, DJ DJ actually um, officially checked in a little larger than some people had thought. Yeah, I, I think a guy that that you know when you're I don't think he'll be a you know a first round guy or anything like that, but I think a really value guy for somebody second or third round because of his coverage skills and his ability to play. Jalen Simpson, the guy that, again, in, in you know, 2005, Jalen Simpson is probably not a, not a guy that gets a sniff in the NFL, but the game has changed now with teams spreading the field and, you know, you know slot receivers are now more than just, you know, guys that, oh, let's put our, our third receiver inside. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. So you better be able to cover at the nickel and cover at safety so I think it's probably helped him in the way the game has transformed a little bit. And then Nehemiah Pritchett, probably the most athletic of the bunch and, you know, longer, can really run. He will test through the roof. Um, this week will be big for him. Can he show the ball skills? Can he show the kind of those feel that, that they're looking for? But he'll be a guy that, I mean, I think is, is the fastest or the second fastest time yesterday among defensive backs at right around 20 miles an hour. So he's a guy that's going to uh, gonna test really well. Yeah, so um... – um, that, that's, it's great seeing that number down there. This most Auburn's had at the senior bowl in, uh, in, in a few years, I guess since 2018. Um, so nice seeing that, but what that means is you, you know, you, you've got to replace those guys. We've talked about it with you here in the past. You've got Keontae Scott is the experienced guy coming back there in the secondary. Auburn's bringing in some guys with, with, the uh, transfers and young players, that got a little bit of playing time last year, but it's going to be really interesting. This is going to be, I think, uh, a really intriguing spring practice, Jason. I mean, with with new coaches coming in, we we mentioned the the official announcing of DJ Durkin as defensive coordinator. Uh, with with the um, as many of the incoming freshmen already here and going through spring practice, opportunities for a lot of guys. Uh, at at positions where you know where where Auburn's losing losing some uh, players that have been around for a while, especially on defense. Yeah, you know you you, you, know, you look at the secondary is probably the, the first one where you go you got three guys in the senior bowl and then you have Zion Puckett too and you start going okay that's a lot of people that, yeah. that you've lost and then you you look at you know um, you know Donovan Kaufman um, transfer portal so you lose another guy that's played a lot of football for you so 
there there is a, a ton to replace. The good news is is that you have Keontae Scott back, and then Kay and Lee's the guy that started about half the season for you as a true freshman. So you look at the growth potential for a guy like that. Uh, Caleb Wooden back that's played a lot of football for you and, and really you know, played well in the bowl game, has done some good things. And so um, those are kind of the starting pieces. You had Jaron Thompson in from Texas who played a lot of football, has been pretty productive for the Longhorns. And so you had another experienced safety in there. And then you got a bunch of really young guys uh, that are talented that you know, they're going to have an opportunity to go out and say, you know, get some of that seasoning in the spring when you think about Tyler Scott and J.C. Hart. Uh, Colton Hood, um, you know, think about the guys that you have right there, and then you think about, you know, some of the other ones when you think about, uh, you know, uh, t- you know Terrence, Terrence Love and, and Sylvester Smith. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean, absolutely. So you got you've got a lot of guys that are I think are athletic, talented. Can you get them enough of that that experience to get you into the season next year, where you, then you 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 earn that gain experience? That's that's going to be the thing. So start there, defensive line. You know, uh, to me. You look at, at you know some of these guys, you look at whether it's Bobby James and Travis uh, coming in, uh, DJ Reed, how much does he help and, and start to move into some of those spots? What's Kelsey Fall look like with a full year and a year of, of, of strength and conditioning under his belt? Then those veterans that come back, Zykevis Walker and, and Jason Jones. You add in you know, Trill Carter and um, Gage Keys from Kansas. And so you've got some bodies and bigger bodies there. Um, obviously, you look at Jayla McLeod back at the edge and then, you add in, you know, a group of, of freshmen coming in, whether it's Malik Blockton and um, T.J. Lindsey, a defensive tackle. Think about those guys already on campus. Jamonta Waller on campus at, the, at that Jack linebacker spot. Then Demarcus Riddick, some of these guys at linebacker. I mean, there you, you have a lot of holes to fill, but I think it's a group talented from an athletic ability standpoint than they've been the last couple of years. How quickly can they get ready to play? That's that's the big question. The same thing holds true at wide receiver. Offense, it, it's really – got a lot of those same guys back. You just added, to me, a really talented group of wide receivers now that, that have to come in and kind of figure out what they're doing. The um, uh, the, the addition to D.J. Durkin, I'm reading your, your story about uh, some of the comments from Coach Freeze a little earlier today. Give us uh, just a couple of the highlights of the things that you, you, you picked up from uh, Coach Freeze earlier. Yeah, I think two of the things that probably stood out the most is I, I, I wrote a little bit about it, and then Nathan, Nathan King wrote a little bit about Charles Kelly, too. I think those are the two things that really stood out. One of them was that Bree's talking about the, the the multiplicity, but still simplicity uh, that E.J. Durkin brings to the table. And Don, I'm sure, will back it up. Is like the, the simpler you can make it. And I remember Kevin Kevin Steele the last few years going, look, the it's the, the worst thing to do is to have guys having to think about what they're doing because you play slower and slower the more you think. You want to be able to just turn it loose. And that sounds like what, what he saw from D.J. Durkin is that, hey, make it simple, let the guys go play football. And to me, you do that, get better players, and things usually work out pretty good. So that was the first thing. The other one was Charles Kelly. And, and, and he free said, look, he said on every meeting, and, and he said, look, I'm not sure I could have done it. But he said he was, hey, what's best for Auburn? What's best for this room? Let's go find the right guy. He said he didn't make it about himself, and I thought that was really telling on what kind of guy you hired in Charles Kelly. So those were the two things that really stood out more than anything today. Yeah, Jason, I agree with you. Simple is so much better. Like you said, the kids are are, are more relaxed, they're confident, and they can play faster. 
And when you're having to think, like you said, it, it just takes away from everything you're trying to get done. And uh, the best defenses we were ever around, you remember Coach Chiswick's defense, we were simple, simple, simple in 04. And, uh, you know, sometimes as a coach you try to out, outthink yourself and outcoach yourself, and that's not the way it should be. No, I, I agree. And that's the thing you look at it and you, go, you think about the, any, the more moving parts you have, the more opportunities there are for a mistake. And, and I think that's what I think about with defense. And people go like, you know, scheme, scheme, scheme. I said, oh, the, the greatest scheme you can have is your four guys are better than those five guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's a great scheme. That's the, that's best, the best I've scheme ever you seen. you can have on defense. Exactly. And, and everything, else, everything else falls into place when that happens. And so that's the goal. Now, is that going to happen all the time? No. Are you going to have to bring other guys? Yes. And you're going to have to create pressures and do those yeah. things. But the, the more you can, can go, hey, let's go get – those better dudes up front and, and better guys on that defense, then that scheme tends to take care of itself a little exactly. bit. Exactly. You're exactly right. There's only so many gaps and holes, and if you do your job, take care of your uh, responsibility, and you have good players, then you can play a simple defense. Absolutely. And I, you know, that's, the, and that's the thing, especially if you think about defensive linemen and, and you think about kind of the unsung heroes and you think about lines of scrimmage reasons where that starts and, you're thinking about defensive line guys that, you know, I think about, you know, the guys in the past. Dontavious Russell was mm. one recently where I think about a guy that you go, man, the numbers, you go, oh, what? But numbers don't tell the whole story for those guys. And can guys like Jason Jones and, and Trill Carter and some of these guys, can they come in and, you know, create a few of the, you know, hey, get, get some tackle for losses. And, and, and if you can get those guys creating pressures in the middle of the defense, and then, boy, it, it really opens up everything on that side of the ball. Yeah, you, you mentioned most of the guys that are that are going to be battling for spots. I mean, uh, obviously, Morris Williams and, and T.J. Lindsey are the uh, the incoming couple of incoming freshmen, along with Malik Blockton. But uh, Jason, I still think that uh, that Auburn's got to be in the market for adding another um, another experienced guy through the portal mm-hmm. after the spring up front. Yeah, I think I think after the spring you reassess everything. And that's the that's that's the, the probably the one positive. It's a negative because you might lose some guys, but it's a positive too if you're at a place like Auburn where you can go, okay, now what do we need? Do we need another one of those guys? All right, let's see if that guy's out there. Um, so I think I think that's probably the spot you look at that's most likely for them would be defensive line, um, you know, pass rusher, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, after the spring, can you find that guy? Um, then. Okay, yeah, okay. Maybe you, you go into the spring going, we we feel really good about this position. And you come out of the spring going, we don't feel as good about that position anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's go find somebody. Hey, that could be quarterback. Well, he still, I still don't know if it will be. He freeze reiterated today. Said we feel really good about our quarterback room. We'll see how it is in in April. Mm-hmm. Does he still feel that way with the new wide receivers on? Because that's the thing. Now you go, okay, get better at wide receiver. Now what does the quarterback room look like? Are we good enough there with the guys we have? If not, you might have to reassess that. But that's the thing that that, that you're allowed now uh, once this spring spring is over with. Talking with Jason Caldwell of Auburn Undercover, part of the twenty four seven network. Jason, can you stick with us for another segment? Yeah, I'm good. Good deal. We'll talk some basketball and baseball when we come back. Stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive. 
ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this nice-looking Wednesday afternoon. Dan has uh, basketball this week. As a matter of fact, he'll be out an awful lot here over the next couple of weeks. He will only be back next Monday for the rest of this week and next week because, uh, let's see, like I said, they're at Louisiana Monroe. Is at Louisiana Monroe uh, this week and then this weekend they're at Southern Miss. Next week he is at Old Dominion and Bowling Green. Wow. So they're making a long road trip. That'll be a long next trip. Week. So he'll be in Monday. That'll be the only time we see him. So we'll uh, see if we can uh, uh, tie Don down and, uh, uh, and, and see if he, how much he can put up with us here. <laughs> now, I really appreciate, really appreciate you uh, being, being in with us, Don. Thank you. I enjoy being here. And we also appreciate our, our regular Wednesday. He's a co-host when he's in town and a uh, special guest when he is uh, on the road. He's headed back toward Auburn right now. That's Jason Caldwell of Auburn Undercover uh, joining us on the way back from Mobile uh, where he's been down there for senior bowl practices. And we talked a little football. Uh, Jason, very big basketball game tonight. Some people may go, well, this is a, a winless Vandy team. But Auburn just needs to – they need to get back on track. We've seen so many teams um, fall on the road, nation, you know, across the nation. And then last night you saw that, uh, you know, everybody's not even invincible at home with South Carolina knocking off Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, a Vandy team that hasn't won a conference game, but they'll they'll play loose tonight and they'll, they'll fire some shots up there. It'll be – an interesting uh, matchup, I think, for the Auburn guards tonight. Yeah, no, uh, you look at Vandy's guards, and yeah, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, th- this is, I mean, there's not a, even though Vandy hasn't won a game, you look at around this league, there, there's not a ton of difference between the top and the bottom on a given night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go out and don't, you don't play up to your standards, somebody else plays pretty good, and you look up and it's a, a tight game late. I mean, that's, that's what this league is. It's honestly what college basketball is. You look at it, all these teams around the country. North Carolina loses Georgia Tech last night. South Carolina, you look at it, they've gone from, well, what, 10 or 11 games last year to now being 17 and 3 in, in a one year span. Uh, yeah, it can change in a hurry. And so um, I think for Auburn, it's just, just go out and play basketball. That's right. it. Um, get back to doing what you do um, defense, um, knock down some shots. I, I do think that. They, what where they were so good a month ago was sharing the basketball, making the extra pass, doing some of those things. And um, at times you get away from that, especially on the road. And, and the road can speed you up. And it felt like they were they've been a little bit sped up at times. Um, and they want to play fast. There's a difference between being fat, playing fast and being sped up. And um, and so I think playing fast is still within yourself. And then it feels like they've been they've been rushed at times to try to try to get stuff done. So I, I think you know as as Bruce Pearl said yesterday, I think everything just there's nothing to push a panic button about. No. I think Auburn basketball fans are watching all. We were talking about this on the drive down to, to Mobile. Auburn basketball fans watch Auburn basketball. They, you know, yeah, they, they don't realize that everybody right. else does the same thing. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah. something a lot of fan bases just watch their team and they don't realize what's happening with other teams. And it's uh, it's it's not been easy for anybody. I mean, Auburn's not doing anything that hasn't happened to any other team, and Auburn's still sixteen and four. So that's what yeah. they just need to get out there and and uh, you know get the confidence back uh, because this is going to be a tough month of February coming up. Yeah, no, it, it, it's not it's not easy in in any league right now. You look at, at trying to go play anywhere, and uh, a lot of difficult games to be to be had. And for Auburn, it the the, the goal doesn't change, which is take care of business at home, <clears throat> still a few on the road. And you look up at the end of the year, and you're going, "Hey, you're playing for for a really good seeding in the NCAA tournament, and, and hey, maybe playing for a chance to win win a conference championship." Mm-hmm. That's that's still the goal, and you're still well within that, even though you've lost two games in a row. But um, I, I would imagine this team comes out plays well. Be interested to see if there's any any differences in, in lineup rotation, some of those things to go. Hey, let's shake it up a little bit and try to get a little energy going. Um, so that might be something to watch. Jason, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on baseball. I haven't had a chance to see them. Uh, the um, the full team practices got started this past week. Read about uh, some of those, but I know we've got some some folks that just can't wait and are and are praying that the weather is somewhere like what we've seen the last few days here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think trying to get out there and, and, and watch some maybe this weekend. Hopefully, the weather will hold off. But I had a chance to watch. Uh, few innings uh, a few days watch some some other practice and, and things and then talk to a few guys so uh i think they're excited when you think about the potential for this team and once again it, it's it's kind of like basketball and football and, and every other sport when you play in this league um you know people looked up and said i hope they you know hope this team can do this and you hope you get off to a great start and i went well, that'd be great but you know i think they play at at vandy arkansas at home um Texas A&M's at home, and then maybe at LSU the first four weeks. I mean, like you look at it and go, "Hey, have hmm. fun with that first yeah, twelve no games of the schedule." And, but that's 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 what it is in this league, and uh, I do think this is, you know, one that Joseph Gonzalez um, watched him last week seemed to respond really well, and I think it's it's almost like a little bit of Tommy John for him, even though it was the shoulder cleanup. But he's he's ramped back up physically. He's good. Now it's a matter of getting the feel back, and feel's really important for him. But he was throwing, you know, low to mid nineties, um, and so I think they feel good about him from a physical standpoint. Chase also looked really good. Watched him pitch the other day. You know, obviously you, you got a lot of arms back. I think it's a little over eighty percent of the guys that their, right. their innings from last season are back. So that's a key for them. And then, you know, uh, some of these young guys swinging the bat well. Uh, older guys like you know, Cooper McMurray and Bobby Pierce, and then Ike Irish and Chris Stanfield. I mean, there are some guys that have played a lot of baseball for this team um, that are kind of in the middle of that lineup and, you know, figuring out some parts on the infield, um, how much rotation behind the plate, all those things still yet to to be determined. But, um, yeah, I think this team is in a good spot now as they kind of head towards the final push for uh, for opening day. One of the things I like uh, to see uh, is is when teams have a lot of of guys who are in their – uh, second year, at least their second year. Auburn's got a lot of guys. Uh, some of them were were really young last year, getting their first taste of SEC uh, baseball that are coming back this year. And that's that. Many times, that's the biggest step, that biggest improvement that you see. Yeah, no, Ike Irish behind the plate. Carter Wright was a junior college transfer. Now they're both in year two. Coop McMurray, his second year after transferring from Kansas. Caden Green, 
second year after junior college. And you had you know, Derek Fabian, Cooper Weiss, who were both D1 transfers. Derek Fabian from Florida. Uh, Cooper Weiss started out of Coastal Carolina, was at Miami of Ohio last year. You know, then third base is probably one of the, the biggest question marks. So it'll be you know, like you know, um, Javi Hernandez, the guy that played at, at Jacksonville State, who could also play second base. Derek Fabian can play third. Um, you know, that's a guy to watch over there. I've got a couple other transfers. Got a, you know, Chris Stanfield's another second-year guy. Stanfield, second-year guy in the outfield. Bobby Pierce, uh, four years at Auburn, sixth year overall for him because of the injuries that that is back and a leader for this team. And then you know, on the mound, I just mentioned. You know, oh yeah, that, that's what I was actually thinking of more than the hitters. Still, we started going correct. through all them. Craig, you think about the, the the pieces, and I said, you know, the first two guys you think about Joseph Gonzalez, Chase Austin. Sure. You think about think about some of the other parts of that Tanner Bauman second year from junior college. Think about how Will, Will Cannon second year from junior college, how valuable they could be. Zach Crotchfield yep. second year out of high school, how valuable he could be in terms of doing those things, and 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 some of the other parts. I mean, they have they have the pieces there. You're right. And how much growth do you see for your one year two? Um, if they can take that next step for this group, then uh, they'll have an opportunity to go out and compete with anybody. Yeah, I mean, and, and folks really, really excited about getting in and, and seeing uh, what it looks like there inside. I mean, opportunities there. They can go by and check out the uh, the scrimmaging that's going to be going on this week as well. Yeah, go see scrimmages, go see the updates on, on construction. Um, and the seats, I believe, are in now. I think they were 90% yesterday. Um, looking forward to going to check those out tomorrow. But the seats behind home plate. Cool. Um, they're selling pretty quickly yep. back there. Um, you know, where you can be roughly 40, 42 feet from home plate, so you're on top of the action. It's right there. But those, the folks hadn't, that haven't been, you'll notice the difference. Uh, it plays a part now. The, the netting goes all the way to the front of those seats. So it feels much bigger and more open when you're in the grandstands that plays a part now that did in the past. So, yeah, it's going to yeah, feel that, a whole lot bit more bigger and open. Meanwhile, the foul ball territory is much smaller. Yeah, no, uh, foul ball ter- territory, uh, pass ball territory. Uh-huh. Um, it is – you better be really decisive and really quick because if the ball can bounce back in a hurry and, and it, there's not much time, you're right. So there, there's a lot less action and uh, there's, there's going to be fans – literally within two or three feet of both dugouts, which could be good, could be bad. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Time, they're going to be right there on top of them. So it's going to be uh, something to watch for sure. Jason, always great. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, spending a little time with us. Um, so what all What all have you got on tap? Let everybody know what all folks can be expecting when they go there to Auburn Undercover. Things to be looking forward to and uh, and uh, what you got coming up. Yeah, no, uh, obviously – Basketball tonight, Nathan King will will kill that as always. He'll he'll be there at uh, Neville Arena uh, to cover the game tonight. Recruiting going on, uh, you know, always continue to be on top of that. But we'll have more kind of reaction from Senior Bowl. We talked to those players, so we'll have some more of those things throughout the week and head in towards a a visit weekend on Saturday before things go dead. So have have that. Uh, still basketball, baseball, more. Philip uh, Marshall had a softball story today, so oh, yeah. we covered. Uh, Covered a whole a whole lot of those faces, uh, so to speak, as you get ready for for those seasons to start, and uh, we'll have all that there at AuburnUndercover dot com. Great, uh, Jason. Thanks again. Uh, take care driving on in, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Be safe, buddy. Uh, Jason Caldwell joining us here on the Wednesday drive. 
We appreciate him spending some time with us. Hope you didn't miss any of it. If you if you didn't catch it all or you just want to hear it again, uh, check out the podcast, which are also brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We'll open up the phone lines when we come back again. The Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar, 334-321-1390. Come on in here on the Wednesday Drive. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supplies. SPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill and Coach Don Dunn, Drew at the controls, and you heard the number, 334-321-1390. That's the drive hotline sponsored by Sky Bar, and let's get to it. And Matt is up first. Hey, Matt. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Doing fine. Hey, this is the uh, uh, the delivery driver delivered him two TVs. To oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was. I, I wish. I wish those were being delivered to my house. That was a couple yeah, of eight. If I'm not mistaken, those were a couple of 86 inch TVs Ooh. we were having delivered to uh, to some classrooms as right. monitors. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there might have been uh, some somebody taking your spot one of their desktops. I was. Uh, I was hoping it was like a retirement present, but no, <laughs> no such luck. Yeah. Well, I got two questions for you, and then I'll hang up, take your call. That way, you don't hear all the road noise. Um, my first question is, and y'all might have talked about this. I wanted to talk about it a couple of weeks ago, whenever Saban retired. But my my first question is, uh, did we pursue T. Rob, and and if so, you know what happened? I I, I would thought he would want to, or why didn't we offer him a, a D.C. job? And is it just strange that he took a lateral move to Georgia? And I just I would just wonder, were we ever in that fight? Did we try and and then my second question is on our OC, is is Coach going to – I mean, who's going to call the plays now? Because I thought, you know, Freeze was going to go back to doing it yep. and was going to not hire an OC, but now we got an OC. So I'm just kind of, you know, confused on them two situations. But uh, if you'll answer those, man, I appreciate it. And uh, enjoy your, your new endeavor. Hey, well, I, absolutely, it's not exactly new. <laughs> this, I've been I've been doing this one longer than I was over on campus, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, hey, I appreciate that, Matt. Good seeing you over there on campus today. All right, as far as the offensive coordinator is concerned, uh, Coach Coach Freeze, Hugh Freeze will be the play caller. Um, uh, I, I mentioned yesterday. I mean, there there are quite a few the the head coaches that are play callers still have offensive coordinators. They're not there specifically to call the plays. They're to do everything else uh, as far as practice, game prep, uh, deciding substitutions, things like that. Don, you, you could probably speak to that a little yeah, better. Yeah, you're exactly right, Bill. Uh, more organization, right. more uh, scheduling, uh, setting up the practice plans, uh, insertion, uh, all that thing that coach wants. But he will be the final say on the play. And they'll, they'll know what's going to happen. He'll just make the final play from his playlist that they will develop during the week. But they'll need a quarterback coach, which we have. Right. Kent Austin and, yeah, will be the so, quarterback coach. he'll be coach. heavily involved. Right. But, yeah. And then with T-Rob, uh, I don't know if he – I don't know, but I, I would think the advantage Georgia had was Will Muschamp. Well, there, there, are two, there, there are a couple of things to keep in mind with, with T-Rob. 
He is a secondary coach. Auburn already has Wesley McGriff and Charles Kelly. So you would have had to have moved somebody around a little bit. And remember, Georgia's secondary coach left to become a head coach. So they had that opening there, which was the natural fit. But then, of course, his relationship with Will. So, I mean, there were a couple of things where it was just an easier move, and there was an opening there. Auburn would have had to have sort of moved, juggled things around. Hugh Freeze today down in Mobile, Jason was talking about this, and I was reading some of Jason and Nathan's articles. And Hugh Freeze talking about, first of all, how much he counted on Charles Kelly while he was doing the interviews. He said Charles Kelly sat in on the interviews, and he was so impressed with Charles being humble and not trying to interject where it would be like, hey, I should be the guy. He said, look, 10 years ago, I would have I would have been, saying, speaking himself, Hugh Free said 10 years ago, I would have been trying to let my head coach know that I should be the guy. But Charles didn't do that. He sat in and really wanted Auburn to have the best staff possible, so he really praised Charles for doing that. But he, he talked about how Charles Kelly, his strength is the back end. DJ Durkin's strength is the front. And he thinks that that is a great combination. I was thinking about this yesterday. Auburn now has four guys who've been coordinators mm-hmm. on the defensive staff. Mm-hmm. DJ Durkin's a coordinator. Um, Wesley McGriff has been a coordinator. Josh Aldridge has been a coordinator. And Charles Kelly. Right. So, I mean, those guys have all been coordinators. So there's a lot of experience bringing things together. But, but yeah, to, so I, I think hopefully that answers it for you. I think T-Rob was just um, a, a coach Position whose strength is, yeah. is, is at a spot where Auburn's got a really, really good situation there. Uh, I, I know there, yeah, there, there are plenty of people that would love to have T-Rob back. Um, you never know. Um, he's moving up, though. There's no question. And as far as the play calling, yeah, Derek Nix, this is a great opportunity for him. It is, it is a move up the ladder for him to be offensive coordinator. I'm sure he'd like to be a play caller, but he hasn't been. So right now he's getting the opportunity to do everything else but. Appreciate the call, Matt. We're halfway done here on the Wednesday Drive. Love for you to join in in hour number two. Production. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two here on the Wednesday Drive. Hope everybody doing well. It's been a beautiful day. It's going to be a cold night, though. One of the things, uh, and it sort of gets back to what we were talking about a while ago as we have uh, Coach Don Dunn here in the studio. It's Bill and Don today. Dan is out of town for the rest of the week with Troy Women's Basketball. Early, you said uh, the coldest you could remember was spring football. <laughs> and I, I was saying, you know, when, when you have beautiful days without much many clouds, it can go from very pleasant to pretty darn cold really quickly. And that's what it's going to do today. I mean, it was, uh, wasn't really warm. It was in the 50s and sunny. But with no clouds, the temperature is going to drop. So just a reminder for folks heading to the ball game tonight with an 8 o'clock game, going to be pretty chilly. 
by the time the game gets over yeah. after 10 o'clock tonight. I believe the low tonight's going to be freezing or a little below. Right, I think 31 is what yep. I heard. So I have to put on my long johns to go into countries tonight. It would be, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be uh, more than a little brisk and when you head in in the middle of it. Yeah, night. and you know, uh, they everything's blocked off now. Uh, you can park at Hyundai, King Honda, uh-huh. Hyundai, and they're gonna have golf carts next week to take. Oh, okay. That, take you so over. So the construction, to construction's it's really moving really along. It's really going. It's going, and we're, but we're open. And uh, Larry said to make sure I reminded everybody. Oh, absolutely. Talking about uh, cunt countries, which is right here. It's behind really us. right here behind us. Yeah, I can I mean, see your tire Right out the now back of the building. That they took all the trees out. I can see the building when I get wood out of the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's it's a good throw back in the old day when I used to have a good shoulder. Yeah, but it's going to be a, a little inconvenient for a few, about a month or so maybe, but we got parking in, in the big lot there, and starting next week we'll take you over if you even. Oh, that's good. Well, this, I mean, this is probably about as – Good a good time, a time as yeah. you could as you could have yeah. timed a little it bit slower yep. and uh, winter months, but we're excited to get a new new place. Wow! Well, that that is great. That is good news. Uh, we'll we'll keep getting the updates <laughs> from uh, from Don as we move on. Uh, and again, it's hour number two of the drive, and and the second hour as usual, brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at OrthoClinic. Love for you to join in, and you can give us a call on the Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar. That number is 334-321-1390. Or you can text us on the Drive text box, and uh, that number is 334-564-1890, and it is sponsored by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We had Jason Caldwell from Auburn Undercover on with us in hour number one. He'd been part of the... Uh, 24-7 crew down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Auburn with four players in the Senior Bowl. Jalen Simpson, uh, Nehemiah Pritchett. Um, who is the – I'm, I'm – uh, oh, DJ James. Yes. I was blanking on the third defensive back. And, and Marcus Harris. Mm-hmm. Three defensive backs and a defensive lineman down there. Hey, we were looking up earlier, and uh, we heard uh, Jake Crane tell us yesterday, saw more today on ESPN. Uh, lauding Bo Nix for how well he has performed at the uh, Senior Bowl practices down in Mobile the first couple of days. Yeah, I'm glad uh, for the young man like we all are, and it's kind of neat that he gets to play that game. Yeah, in his back home, in his home, home state. state. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Senior Bowl coming up this weekend. Uh, we're we're you know we're just uh, not even halfway there to the uh, to the Super Bowl but Senior Bowl has been around in Mobile for years and years. I grew up in South Alabama going to those to a lot of the Senior Bowls. I'd go over when I was, you know, in uh, in in uh, junior high and high school and get autographs and oh, stuff. Yeah. We go over to the Admiral Sims, hang around, see what yep. players were Walk there. Through the lobby. Uh, one of the coo- one of the coolest things that happened to me uh, when when I was a senior in high school. Um I'm in there in the Admiral Sims, and we're, we're going to look for some autographs. And a kid about eight or nine came up and asked me for my autograph. Because <laughs> I was in decent shape back yeah. then. You know, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was playing a little ball in high That's school. It's like I, I made up somebody's name and That's signed a great. piece of paper That's to great. get. Poor yeah. guy probably later is going, who yeah. is this guy? <laughs> uh, That's a fun time. You know, every once in a while, uh, I had well, several times I had a chance. But, see, back then, 
that and like now, I was in the middle of recruiting. Right, so absolutely. Most of the time I was not in that unless area. you're unless you're recruiting somebody like, in Mobile. Like Joe Witt would get right. to go, and then the head coach usually got to go down. So it was like a it was almost like a mini coaching convention, and then all the pro coaches are there. Right. So a lot of contacts are made. A lot of guys would hang out in the hotels, in the restaurants and stuff, to make uh, you know contacts and. You know that's what it all is. Is oh no who question. You know. <laughs> and and Hugh Freeze was down in Mobile today. Yeah. And uh, you know the media got to spend a little time with him there. He talked about the hire of DJ Durkin, yeah. how Charles Kelly uh, aided in the search for the defensive coordinator. So um, yeah, we, we we can talk a little about some of those comments. Don't forget Auburn basketball coming up tonight, eight o'clock tip, as the Tigers host Vanderbilt. Uh, over at Neville Arena, a game you can hear on our sister station, Wings 94.3, with the pregame starting at 7.30. Andy Burcham, Sonny Smith should be back courtside as well. So good, good. that's coming up uh, this evening. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you anything you want to talk about sports-wise. We can get into the the Tennessee situation, the news breaking yesterday that the NCAA investigating Tennessee for NIL uh, questions. Uh, it, it all. It. I believe it all stems from their uh, freshman quarterback, who remember the reports before he'd ever signed was that he was getting a multi-million dollar deal from the Tennessee Collective. The NCAA doesn't like that. Tennessee doesn't like the NCAA. Doesn't like that. Tennessee, <laughs> the state of Tennessee, along with the state of Virginia, suing the NCAA. Yes, I saw that today. Uh, very interesting. I don't understand all of it, but I'm sure that will be a long, drawn-out affair oh, and, with and the attorneys. A lot of eyes yes, on that. Yes. So somebody has to make a decision, and it'll be interesting how it comes out. I don't know that the NCAA is going to win. Exactly. But this may spur something which could put a little Change. structure yeah. to, exactly. uh, to NIL. All right, so we can talk about that. Anything on your mind sports-wise, and let's get – to the drive hotline, and Jerry is up first. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. Congratulations on your retirement. I've been <laughs> retired for a few years now, and I've certainly enjoyed How it. long did it take until it didn't feel like something? I mean, I'm telling you, I by the time I was turning in the keys and everything um, and, and about to leave my office for the last time, I started feeling a little odd, like, uh, I, I felt like I was cheating or I, I should be back in there. I know I shouldn't feel that way. Well, uh, you'll be recruited for several <laughs> non-paying jobs. Well, I, I, I may, I, I'm right now the plan is I'm turning down non-paying. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, listen, I just wondered, uh, how can we watch the senior bowl? Oh, that, now that's a good question. Great I'll have question. to look and see. Uh, I, I know it has only been streamed, been and and it's it hasn't been uh, nationally tele. Let let me uh, let me look that up. I had not I had not really uh, checked on that, so uh, I, I will. Have it advertised anywhere? No, no, you're right. Um, I'll I'll find that out here during the break. Okay, it is on the NFL Network. Uh, one other thing. Are we planning on signing anybody in the um, signing day coming up? I don't believe so. I really think that Ryan Williams was the target. Uh, I think that right now the situation that that Auburn has, I think Hugh Freeze uh, really wants to 
to see these players that they have recruited and brought in because all but all but three, I think, of the signees are already in school and going through the winter workouts. Um, I, I just I haven't I haven't heard of any other high school players who they really feel like could be advanced enough to be able to help them uh, here early on. And with just a limited number of spots, I believe Auburn's only got a handful, maybe a half dozen scholarships left. I think that those are being saved for possible uh, transfer portal spots. Sounds good to me. Have a good good year. Appreciate the call, Jerry. 334-321-1390. That's the uh, drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. Yeah, I'll get used to it. I'm I'm sure my my wife <laughs> my wife's been retired for uh uh you know almost a month now. Mm-hmm. And she says uh that's pretty uh, nice. It, it hadn't bothered her a bit. <laughs> uh so so One no. thing uh, I told Donna today, my wife, I said, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I've, I've watched a rerun of Gunsmoke that I've already seen since I've been retired, so I'm going to have to find <laughs> something else. And, you know, that show was on, what, 20 years? It was. So, But that doesn't, you- mean, that doesn't mean you've necessarily seen every one. Right. Maybe they I just got around to running it a little yeah, quicker. I was on the treadmill, and I said, oh, no, i got to find me a new show. Uh, well, there are a couple of options out oh, there, yeah. Don. I think there are a couple I got to learn how to use all the modern stuff that's on now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that's the good a problem. shows. A lot that's of problem. I, yeah, I, I, found, I found way too many things to, uh, <laughs> to, to be watching. Well, we'd love to hear from you, 334-321-1390. Anything on your mind sports-wise, your thoughts on Auburn basketball as they take on Vandy tonight was how many people were surprised last night at that South Carolina win over over Tennessee, I think I didn't. I didn't know anyone who was expecting South Carolina to win. And it's funny. I checked. Uh, I checked a few things online, even as that ball game was in the second half. And I still think everybody was convinced. Well, Tennessee's going to pull this one out. They're going to pull it out. South Carolina can't beat them because Tennessee had owned South Carolina over the past few years, dominated them, large margins of yeah. victory. And uh, I think it was what ninety-two since they. Beaten uh, or something like that. I, 90, I be, 97. Sorry, yes, 97. 97 was the last time right. they'd beaten a right. uh, uh, top-ten team on the road. Their coach is an up-and-coming young coach, and they better hold on to him because uh, he's had two huge wins in the last ten days. So, Oh, you're not kidding. And they're good. I mean, they are. they're big. They're, they're physical. Well, they're a really good defensive team. Yes. Really and good and defensive smart, team. And they got a little cockiness to them. They, they do. They swag. They do. <laughs> they, they, the transfer from Vandy last night, I mean, he's going to the line going, shh, and just talking, <laughs> talking, you know, some some crap to the to the Tennessee then crowd. Then some both. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I bet that he really, really wanted that being yeah. at Vandy. Oh, yeah. You know, being there in the state yeah. and here in Tennessee, 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 yeah. Yeah. transferring to South Carolina, and then uh, getting a chance to put them away there at the free throw line last night. So yeah, that was that was a a uh, big big win for South Carolina. Alabama right now uh, all alone in first place in the SEC as they get ready. Now, have they played a lot of road? Games they have not. Yet? Yeah, I've they have well, not. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> Alabama. Alabama's at. Georgia tonight. Mm, That's not going to be easy no, either. No. Georgia is much improved under Mike White. Yeah, he's a good coach yep. also. So uh, we'll, we'll run down the SEC schedule as we move on. We'll go ahead, uh, though, and, and get to our first break. Uh, when we come back, yes, we can, we can look at the SEC schedule. We'll talk a little bit about some of the comments from Auburn coach Hugh Freeze down in Mobile as the media got a chance to spend some time with him. We'd love for you to join us. 
Again, 334-321-1390 as we continue with the Wednesday Drive. Attention large product seven and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Coach Don Dunn, got Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in. As I was saying, all right, the the SEC basketball standings after the games of last night. All right, after tonight, everybody will have played eight of their 18 conference games. Well, how has Vandy played? Vandy's played one game less. That that doesn't seem to make sense. Uh, With the standings, everybody has played. Well, here's why. Somehow, Ole Miss has already played eight. Uh, well, Ole Miss played Mississippi State last night. I don't know. I don't know why Vandy has won fewer games. Something is not right. You should have an even number of games played. Anyway, uh, teams will be almost halfway through the conference uh, regular season. Alabama 6-1, and one, but they go to, they go to uh, Athens tonight. South Carolina, after the win last night in Knoxville, is 6-2. and two. Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee are five and two. Uh, Ole Miss five and three. Florida and Georgia four and three. Texas A and M, LSU three and four. Mississippi State three and five. Then Arkansas. This is the craziest one to me. Arkansas one and six. They are they are way too talented. And I know that you know when they lost their first couple of games, you thought. Yeah, we've seen this before. Musselman's teams get off to a slow start in league play, and then they turn it around. They have shown no signs of turning things around here early on. I mean, they're they're nearly halfway through the um, the regular season. They're one and six in league play and ten and ten overall. Mm. That's just crazy. Yeah. And then Vandy zero and six, Missouri zero and seven, as uh, we enter play this evening. So. Uh, uh, I mean, it's tough. It is tough on the road, and and we will see how things change. We'll we'll run down the schedule here uh, as we move on uh, through this afternoon. Um, let's see. Tonight, I mentioned Alabama, Georgia. That one is the early game. Get started in about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida is at Kentucky. You would think that you know the, the Cats ought to win that one. Florida is is playing better, but. Again, tough, tough to win on the road. Arkansas's at Missouri, uh, and then Vandy at Auburn. Those are your SEC games on the schedule tonight. And then the Auburn-Vandy game, of course, the 8 o'clock game this evening. Um, mentioned that, uh, you know, we talked with Jason Caldwell in hour number one. He was down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl and to get an opportunity to, to talk with Hugh Freeze. Don, you were talking about it. I mean, you see high school coaches, mm-hmm. um, Somebody from each NFL team, right. if not the the Coach head staff. coach. Yeah, yeah. You a see lot a lot of NFL. And folks then you down have there. they used to have, and I guess it's still the same. Bill, two pro staffs coached the yes. uh, deal. Yep. And I remember the last time I went down, John Gruden, who I work with at Pacific, was the coach, and he called me over, and all my buddies said, "How you know John Gruden?" I said, well, "That's a long story, but I worked <laughs> with John years ago at the University of Pacific, but." Uh, yeah, it's a it's a hotbed for coaches and and college coaches and a lot of the head college coaches, like I mentioned. Then the pro guys, and then the you know the GMs, the scouts, all the scouts are there from the pros. Mm-hmm. So it is a great place to 
to network. If you're a young coach or, you know, wanting to maybe get into the scouting department or, you know, get a job, <laughs> that's the way it is. Oh, yeah, no no question about it. I mean, uh, but, but you know, and one of the things you usually hear, uh, I mean, the the Auburn and Alabama coaches are both going to be down there. It used to be, yes, it used to be, a boy, if there was any talent in the city of Mobile, that's yeah. when that would be a critical time as you're heading up to signing day. Now, with Ryan Williams uh, committed to Alabama, I mean, I'm sure Auburn will still send him a scholarship, scholarship papers, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. don't, don't waste a whole lot. Of, don't lose a lot of sleep worrying about that one. Uh, I think he's, he's pretty solid crimson uh, right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway, it's an opportunity for, for the media to catch up with the coaches. I haven't seen anything from – I'm sure Coach DeBoer – uh, was was down there as well. They've got their staff filled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the Auburn beat writers spent a little time with Coach Freeze earlier today. Jason Caldwell telling us about some of the comments. And uh, Hugh Freeze today responded. It's funny, after, after the stories were written and he talked about DJ yeah. Durkin, Auburn put out the official the official <laughs> note of the official word that, that DJ Durkin has indeed been hired as Auburn's defensive coordinator. But but Hugh Freeze telling uh, Jason and some of the other members of the media down there that uh, how excited he is about making the hire. Uh, I know a lot of folks were concerned about how long it took. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Freeze said that uh, John Cohen had been uh, very supportive, and he told John that he was going to take his time. He had to get it right. Mm-hmm. But he, he talked about uh, really loving the the time, the interview time that he had with DJ Durkin and his wife and uh, getting to know them. And he also uh, talked, I mentioned this a little while ago, talked about how important Charles Kelly was in the process of finding the defensive coordinator. That, yes, Charles Kelly could have been named defensive coordinator, but that Charles did not take it upon himself to try to push himself as the guy, but was involved in the interviews, sat in on all the interviews that they, that they had with the defensive coordinator candidates. I think that's smart by Coach Freeze and, and Coach Kelly. Uh, sounds like to me I do not know Coach Kelly, that he's a mature, uh, older coach, and he realizes that if they're not successful, he's not going to be successful. And I've been a co-coordinator, and it's different. But you got to have two guys that, first of all, respect each other, get along. Mm-hmm. You're going to have disagreements, but you you don't leave that room unless you're on the same page. And the good thing about Coach Durkin, he's coached uh, a lot of positions. If you yes, look he at has. his resume, yeah. he's been, he's coached of, defensive line, yeah, the linebackers, yeah. and the the jacks. Right. And all that. But what's what's great about that, Bill, is is uh, you don't have – sometimes you have a coordinator that's only been in the secondary. A lot of your coordinators are secondary guys, right. linebacker guys, and it's a whole different world when you're in that front seven. So I think it's a, a great fit. and We'll see, but uh, I'm, I'm very excited about what they're going to get done. And keeping it simple, that's the best thing I've heard all day. Uh, they'll start uh, they'll start getting into their, uh, you know, installs, insertion, I'm sure they'll both bring tape from their previous stops for cut-ups. You know, nowadays with all the social media and the computers and and the network, you can send what we started doing my last couple years. We would install something to our players, Mm -hmm. then we could send it out to them 
they could look at on their phones or in their dorm rooms or apartments. Very, very good idea. And they're going to be doing all that. They're going to be meeting, and they're going to get on the same page, and then right around the corner, spring's going to be here. Well, we were talking about it, Don. I mean, there's, there's, still, there's still time. I mean, there's about a month or so before the start of practice. So they'll, they'll have time yeah. to get acclimated, <laughs> uh, you know, learn each other, and, you know, whatever terminology needs to be. Right. And uh, then, then get the players yeah. understanding, yeah. you know, what they're going to be using. Exactly. And, uh, you know, like I said, they'll have plenty of time. They'll, they'll meet all day and, uh, and, uh, and insert and build their playbook. But it uh, sounds like a good fit so far. So, you know, wish them all the best. And uh, the main thing is, like, like Jason said, just keep it simple and let them play. And keep recruiting. That's the oh, bottom yeah. line. Well, there's no question that that's that's uh, uh, at the forefront of Hugh Freeze is is recruiting. Let's get back to the drive hotline three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And John is up next. Hey, John. Hey guys, really enjoying this show. Couple couple of thoughts. I just couple of clarifications. Is Auburn is Auburn's coaching staff fully complete now? That's one. Number two is uh, with Ryan Williams out of the mix, and we assuming that uh, Auburn's not sign anyone on signing day. Um, third point, I don't know if you guys saw, but the new general manager of the Chargers is an Auburn graduate. Mm. I'm thinking he may have been on the staff at, uh, as a student at Auburn when Coach Dunn was coaching about that time period. Just curious about that. Uh, no, really I who, who is it? I didn't see. I didn't see. Uh, Joe Ortiz used to be with the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm, I, the, the name is vaguely familiar, but it doesn't just jump out at me. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to do some research on that. Um, right offhand, that I don't. That may have been before yeah, your time. It might have been. But <laughs> as old as I am, I doubt it. <laughs> Got it. Let, yeah. Let, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let me. Let me. Uh, uh, as far as signing day, I haven't heard of anybody that, that Auburn's really um, pursuing right now. One of the guys. There had been some questions wondering about Dimitri Nicholas. Uh, but I, I think that's pretty well been confirmed that he will not be signing with Auburn. Um, I think Auburn's got five, maybe six scholarship spots available. So I think right now, rather than uh, reach for a, a uh, high schooler that, that they might think could help them years down the road, I think they're going to keep those spots and keep an eye on the transfer portal, especially up front defensively. Uh, and as far as the staff is concerned, right now, Auburn has the full staff with, with Kent Austin being uh, moved on field as quarterback coach. And remember, he's been an offensive coordinator for Hugh Freeze in the past. He has a long, long record as a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. Derek Nix is the offensive coordinator who will be, you know, putting everything together. Hugh Freeze is going to be calling the plays. The rest of the offensive staff – I mean, you've got Marcus Davis and Jake Thornton and Ben Agamawa. So the the rest of the offensive staff is back defensively. Uh, right now, uh, it looks like everything is set. Although, uh, I did mention earlier that J.G. Tate of, um, of Rivals, AuburnSports.com, uh, posted that Jeremy Garrett interviewed for the Jaguars defensive line coach position yesterday. So, uh, right now, they've got the full allotment, but you'll have to keep an eye and, and see. I mean, uh, and I, I think um, Jeremy Garrett, a very um, a, a very good young up-and-coming coach, 
that uh, I can understand the interest in him. He's been in the NFL. Auburn would love to keep him, but we'll just have to keep an eye there. Got it. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the call, John. Thank you. 334-321-1390. I mean, that's something that, you know, people would love to let's let's just get a staff and, and keep going. them together. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, Don, were, were an exception to the rule. It's very rare to see, I mean, a staff stay intact for two straight seasons yes, these days. It was very unusual, uh, you know, 10 years together. Uh, we did have some coordinator changes. We had uh, Joe Panunzio took a head job right. at Murray State, but uh, most of us uh, stayed intact. Uh, and like I was talking the other night when someone asked about Coach Price, he and I worked together side-by-side side for 14 years. Wow. Four at Ole Miss and 10 here at Auburn. So, uh, yeah, it's unusual, It's uh, but uh, it'll all work out, and uh, I, I think we've got a good staff from what I can tell I don't know a lot of these guys or any of them really, other than you know a few I've met in we need to, We need to get that fixed. We need. We I need know. To, we need I know. To, uh, well, I'm going to get. Uh, I've been invited over by Brett uh, to spring ball, so I'm going to get over there. And I know Donna wants to go see the new facilities, and I have not oh, been able wow. to do that. Yeah, you definitely. I know they're need unbelievable. You know, we opened a new facility when I was at Purdue. And I guess this one just knocks that one out of the water. It's it's almost like the minute you open the door, you, you got to start. That's yeah, right on the next one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's, well, that, there's some things that that on are on your uh, to do list. Oh yeah, ah, that's great. I, I gotta get Bick over there. <laughs> All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in three three four three two one thirteen ninety here on the Wednesday Drive. On ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 20 minutes here on this Wednesday afternoon. I said it the other day. It's great. It's after 530 and it's not completely dark yet. Stay each day a little bit more. You know, a couple more minutes each day. Yeah, I love it. February 1st tomorrow, huh? Yeah, wow. that is crazy, isn't it? Woo. February of 24. Yeah, it's like uh, it's just scary, scary to think about. All <laughs> right, so appreciate John calling in. I had not seen the news, and I am – I honestly, I am not uh, – was not familiar with Joe Ortiz. It's H-O-R-T-I-Z, the new uh, general manager of the uh, L.A. Chargers. Uh, he is indeed an Auburn grad. He is a, a native of Philadelphia who came to Auburn, uh, graduated from Auburn, and was a GA under Terry Bowden. Okay. Uh, 95 to 97. Looks like uh, after getting his degree from Auburn in accounting, immediately got his first job in the offices of the Baltimore Ravens. He was a personnel assistant. So he was basically, he was pretty much a gopher. Right. It's what it looks Worked like for the, for the Baltimore Ravens. Moved his way up after a few years as a personnel assistant to a pro scout. Mm -hmm. uh, and then became the Ravens national scout and then director of college scouting. He <laughs> stayed in the Ravens organization from 1998 through 2023. 25 years. Worked his way all the way up. From an office boy, basically, to director of player personnel with the Ravens before he was uh, 
uh, named the general manager of the Chargers. So congratulations to uh, yeah, to uh, Auburn grad Joe Ortiz. Yeah, I, 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 like we said, I did not know him, but that's that's a great great story. Yeah, and, it uh, is. I like those stories. I'm old school when you start out like a GA. Work or, your way up. free, which yeah. I did that. I worked for free for a couple of years. I was a volunteer at the Volunteers. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's good. Another good Auburn man. Yeah, how about that? Um, so, no, I had, had, not, had not heard that. So we appreciate John uh, telling us about that. Again, uh, quite a few different things going on. We've got uh, SEC and a lot of college basketball on tap tonight. And, again, it, it is a crazy year. Um, you're seeing so many. There's just not that uh, team or a couple of teams that are just head and shoulders above everybody else. We have seen anyone can be beaten. Yeah, I think Houston might be for real. And I have not seen them play, but I know they were in a little trouble the other yep. night, and they won. Purdue got taken to the wire again. They've lost. Uh, Man, you said, I mean, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Kansas, we're seeing. Kentucky. Uh, uh, wow. And then North Carolina losing last night at, at Tech. Georgia Tech, which has only won like seven or eight games. Uh, so, I tell you, if you're a basketball coach, you've got to have some tough skin because it's you never know. Yep, and uh, and 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 Bruce Pearl, I, I thought I thought it was uh, he, he did a very good job of trying to sort of reel everybody back in a little bit. It's like uh, <laughs> there's a lot of criticism, and he understands the passion that there is. But uh, yes, I mean sometimes you get so bought into your team, you don't realize what's going on with other teams. The same thing is happening with other teams when they go on the road against quality competition. It's very difficult to win. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen team after, you know, ranked team after ranked team go on the road and lose. And you know, so it happened to Auburn. I mean, I think Auburn, I think a lot of Auburn fans thought, well, it's not going to happen to us because Auburn <laughs> was playing so well right. during that 11-game right. winning streak when they won every ball game by double figures. Yeah, coach has created a monster, a good monster. Yeah, the expectation but, uh, level, yeah. that, that, yeah. Bar has been, that yeah. bar has been raised yeah. Very high. Yeah, but uh, we'll be fine. We'll get back on the track tonight. And uh, like we talked earlier, but it's such a long season. The month of February is going to be brutal for everybody in the SEC. Yeah, you, you look in the at the country. Oh, yeah, but but I, I, I really think uh, Auburn basketball, the, the schedule in the month of, of uh, February, there's not a game. I don't think there's a game on the February schedule where you can say, oh, that's, that's a surefire slam dunk win i mean because you've got vandy here tonight mm -hmm. that's january all right here is your february schedule <laughs> auburn is at oxford this coming saturday tough game an old miss team that is uh i mean they just knocked off mississippi state i mean they have yeah auburn drilled them and i think some people are like oh that doesn't this night and day home and away right uh uh, so it's Ole Miss Saturday. Alabama comes in next Wednesday. Mm. Then Auburn goes to Gainesville the following Saturday. They've got that South Carolina team that just knocked off Tennessee in Knoxville coming into Neville Arena. Mm. Uh, that is followed by Kentucky <laughs> on February 17th coming in. Then Auburn goes to Athens. Wow. And they close out February by going to Knoxville. Man, I'm telling you, that is a – that is as about Tough. as difficult a month as you're going to see anybody have. Wow. And, and Bruce, 
um, trying to sort of, you know, let people know, hey, yeah, we lost a couple of games. We're going to lose more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not saying we're not going to win. Right. But he's saying we're going to lose more. The reality of it is Auburn and and everybody. I was on um, with with Wimp and Barry Sanderson. I'm, I'm on with them uh, for a segment or two every Wednesday morning. And uh, Wimp said, hey, there's not going to be – a 16 and two team in the SEC this year. I mean, Alabama was 16 and two last year. Um, he said, "I don't think there's going to be a 15 and three. He said, "I think 14 and four would get you the SEC champion regular season title right now. Very possible. And uh, it's just so hard. You get one injury, you have an off night of shooting, especially your three-point shots not going down. You don't rebound, uh, get a bad call, just it's tough. Oh, no, no question about it. And like we said, I mean, you, you look right now, right? So yeah, Alabama is uh, six and one in the conference, but they're in Athens tonight. They could, they could easily lose that ball game. Right. Um, but th- there's so many teams within a couple of games of each other. You go from, all right, South Carolina is, is number two in the conference right now. It's six and two and Mississippi state is 10th. Mm. Three games back. Yeah, it at, is unbelievable. At three and five, and it's going to get a lot more crowded at the top. And don't tell me. I mean, tell me who you who you think from South Carolina. Here, here. Let's let's go through the top ten teams and league. Tell me who couldn't beat any of the other ones, especially at their home: Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida, Georgia, A and M, LSU, Mississippi State. Any of those teams could beat any of the other teams. Any of the other nine no doubt. at their place. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so that's that's how difficult it is. I expect Auburn to play well tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn, Auburn's got a decided size advantage over Vandy. Auburn should dominate. This should be a ball game where Janai Broom, Jalen Williams, Dylan Cardwell, Chaney Johnson, Chad Baker-Mazzara, those guys should have – uh, a big advantage over the Commodores tonight. Yeah, I'm sure they're anxious to play. Uh, the best thing after a loss is to play again. Right. And it's been a long three days. I'm sure Coach got after them a little bit in practice, and they had to listen to all the negative stuff, which, you know, it's just ridiculous. But that's the world we live in. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're not going to get away from yeah. it now. I mean, yeah, not with you've social got, I mean, look, and, you've, you've got this, you yeah. know, we're, we're not, we're not, hopefully we're not that negative. <laughs> uh, but I mean, with, with, yeah, talk radio, social media. Yeah, uh, just the, the the media these days. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. You, you can't get away from it. Yeah, but I thought Coach did a good job, and I like that he did that. You know, a lot of coaches would just let it go and let the players deal with it, but uh, he did a good thing. Good job. I'd like to give a shout out real quick, Bill, before we run sure. out. Sure. To Marco McNeil, Mister uh, oh, yes. Alabama Football, nineteen ninety eight. Spoke at this year's uh, banquet for Mr. Oh, is that Football. Right? Very proud of him. And they did a great job. And uh, he always joked is he, that he, is he was coaching the best player. now? I think so. I don't want to say. I know he has been in coaching. Right. I just I, I didn't I know what he do was not doing. Know. I'm going to try to find out. Recently. I need to get in touch with him again. I can find out. I'll text some of other guys and see. You know, he was a guy that I remember when Auburn was recruiting him. I saw some basketball highlights from him. The guy, 
the guy was amazing for he his size. Charles Barkley. He was six, well, he was 6'1 yeah. and could dunk. I mean, he was a great rebounder yes. at 6'1. He had a picture on the other day on his um, uh, Facebook where he, he was on the ground in a basketball game. He got the MVP. And he put all his stats in the last part. He said, I had two tackles. <laughs> Yo, what an athlete. But to look at really? him, you'd think he was just some slow guy, but great player, great kid, very proud of him. That's yeah, so and, 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 you know, that's something. We, we talked about that before. I really like to see, and these days it's, it's less, it it's, uh, doesn't happen as often because so many players get encouraged to just – uh, play one sport and one sport only, and and I really like seeing players that can play multiple sports. I think it helps their overall athleticism. No doubt, no doubt. I agree, a hundred and twenty percent. If I'm still out there recruiting, I do not want just a D lineman that only played football. I love the wrestlers. I love the oh, track absolutely. guys, the basketball, the jumpers, the powerful hips, the change of direction. I think it's a disgrace if any high school coach or any coach tells a player, girl or boy, you can only play one sport. It, it hurts the, the player. It hurts the school. It's just I don't agree with it. But it's done. Well, I think sometimes and, kids almost burn out because it's just that one thing. And I, I really think it's great for – I mean, sometimes – you get, uh, you know, muscle memory and muscles right. that yep. that just get overloaded because they're only focusing on doing that. Yeah. Now, sure, it's great when when they when they go to college. It's not as likely they're going to be able to play multiple sports. Right. And you see some guys really blossom even more there right. because they are able to focus. But as you're as you're growing, as your as your 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 muscles and your bones and everything are building, I think it's good to. To give different, uh, you know, give them different reps. And like you said, I, there's nothing any more boring than when you get done in football and you go right in that weight room every day, <laughs> from right. from November or say January first to spring practice, and then from spring practice to August. And if I'm a high school guy and I was a terrible athlete, but uh, play other sports, please. And it's fun, yeah, to try yeah. to do too. It's, it's school spirit. It's being young. And I just, you know, I don't understand it. We, uh, we'll go ahead and get to our final break here of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in, 334-321-1390, as we wind it down here on the Wednesday Drive. Conservative.